In this episode of Green Grass and High Tides, I'm continuing to talk about British cheese. In particular, Lincolnshire Poacher. It's one of my absolute favourites. I'm going to be showing you how to prepare it in a classic ploughman's. This is brought to you in association with 44foods.com. If you're looking for a new way to do your weekly shop, then check out 44foods.com. They partner with UK producers who are passionate about the fantastic food they create. Whether that's fresh fish from the Cornish coast or prime Scottish beef, they take that passion for delicious food and deliver it with care direct to your door. 44foods.com. Lincolnshire Poacher is a, a wonderful cheese. <clears throat> it's um, matured for 14 to 16 months and it boasts a rich, full flavour. I'm going to be doing it very, very simply with pickles, uh, some lovely ham that's been smoked, and a selection of biscuits, crisp breads, um, and some fruit. The way I'm going to serve it later is really, there's nowhere to hide, all about the flavour of the cheese. I'll talk a little bit about cheese board presentation, which is, I think, with a ploughman's almost an identical important part of presenting cheese simply which is i want to maintain that rustic look that reflects you know the very traditional way that it's been produced i'll talk a little bit about lincolnshire poacher and and how it's produced um it's from a a wonderful sounding farm it's got real good organic ethos about 230 holstein frisian cows um, they use unpasteurized milk which personally i think does lead to a, a tastier cheese it's also in a very beautiful part of the country that has got a really good balance between wildlife and productivity. Um, the farm itself has embraced renewable energy. They've got a, a very large sizable wind turbine, solar panels, even a straw pellet boiler for heating the milk, which um, uses the straw that has been baled themselves, a ground horse, sorry, a ground source heat pump. Uh, as well, which helps sort of heat the office and the cutting room. So they generate electricity through the wind and solar rather than consuming. So very much a wonderful example of a sustainable cycle of producing um, great quality cheese. And fundamentally, what I would love to see more of across the artisan sector is this embracing of green renewable energy and electricity in order to produce top quality food. Because it's all well and good having fantastic food that tastes great, but if it's got a great story behind it and a responsible way of being produced, for me it tastes even better. The way they manage their land is also really good. Simon and uh, Tim Jones at Lincolnshire Poacher Cheese actually have adopted a sort of a three-year cycle for cutting hedges, which means they say themselves can look slightly wild, but it definitely helps promote wildlife on the farm. As much as possible, they feed the cows on crops grown on the farm, and that includes grass silage and whole crop wheat, fields, beans uh, and wheat. And additional protein, they source UK-grown products. The farm itself is rich in flora and fauna, and this has a massive impact on the biodiversity. So lots and lots of insect life, skylarks, English partridge and brown hares. They also avoid the use of nitrogen and pesticides and fertilizers. So that doesn't necessarily affect the quality of the cheese that I've got in front of me. But for me, as sort of like a, a conscientious consumer, you want to know where your food comes from and how it's produced. And there aren't many examples as good as this Lincolnshire poacher. The approach to sort of responsible farming and therefore making of this cheese goes so far as that they actually, you know, 
try to replace the nutrients in the soils. They sow clover, which is fantastic on pasture, pasture as an excellent sort of nitrogen fixing um, crop to help with the soil condition. And it's it's really for me a wonderful example of a working farm that is then reflected in the dairy itself, where they've got John, uh, the head cheesemaker, and uh, Ed, the assistant who basically produce really good quality old-fashioned cheese that is a blend between art and science. And getting the right temperatures, the acidity, and keeping an eye on the process is vital. So huge attention to detail. The curds need to be just right when the whey is drained off, and that's critical for the right texture and the distinctive flavour of this fantastic cheese. Lincolnshire Poacher has grown in popularity, but it's also got a good amount of awards recently. I think it's always a good gauge within cheese to sort of have a look and see how many awards have they been getting. And in this case, you know, it's it's a typically matured 14 to 16 month cheese. So there's plenty of good upfront, strong, robust flavor. It's got a good bite. And the cheese has been being made for a long time in the family, fourth generation family to be running the farm. And it's set, you know, in the heart of Lincolnshire Wolds, really rich dairy part of the country and I think that the award of supreme champion is obviously pretty pretty good title to have it's a mature cheese that's somewhere between a mature cheddar and a swiss mountain cheese wonderful texture really really lovely to eat and you need to do very little to it other than just let it come up to temperature before you serve it it's quite um you know, full fat, so it's got a creamy sort of tone to it, slightly open in texture with sort of a, a herbaceous note to it as well. There's something that lingers on the palate, a little sour tang on the end there. Delicious, just on toast with a fresh ripe tomato, salt and pepper, away you go. So this cheese is, you know, it's, it's made with organic uh, cow milk. It's unpasteurized. The region of Lincolnshire, very well known for its dairy, and it's a medium strong cheese in, in strength, so very, very good on a cheese board or with a plowman. So that's why I've gone for it today. It's made with animal rennet, so it's not vegetarian. And I think on that front, there are an awful lot of vegetarians out there who maybe will assume that cheese is vegetarian. Um, but the animal rennet is sort of a, a product that is made from the stomach lining enzyme so there's an animal origin to it but um this cheese has been fantastically chosen by by 44th foods through the cheese merchant uh so george lang grew up on a dairy farm in somerset trained as a chef in michelin style restaurants knows his cheese and has really made it his mission to bring all of the best cheese from across the uk and sharing it direct with restaurants delis and in this instance for us as consumers we get to try it so it's a cheese that's great. Um, I'm going to pair it with a really nice British ale, pop it on a plowman's with loads of other goodies that I've managed to order on 44 Foods. I think if you're looking at other ways to play with this, I would heavily recommend using it as a finishing cheese. So if you're if you're looking to grate something over the top of a fish pie, it would be a fantastic choice for that. Um, it's that maturity and strength of flavour which puts it sort of in the bracket of you know you can you could use it like a parmesan just to finish a pasta dish um, i'd also recommend trying it in a cheeseburger if you want that classic cheddar kind of uh, vibe strength again with the swiss cheese angle in there slightly looser texture so so really suits itself to being grilled and, and melted as well in terms of flavors grape like green grapes go incredibly well 
trite apricot as well, green gauge, damson chutneys. As we move into winter, nothing like a little bit of damson gin, almost like if you're out on a, a picnic, you've got like a, a Lincolnshire poacher scotch egg with a lovely bit of free range pork around a soft boiled lovely egg in the center with a runny yolk. So it's the sort of thing that's very versatile in the kitchen. I would tend with this cheese just because it's so delicious not to do too much with it. But if you did want to really add another dimension to a fondue or something, it's just that bit. You only need a little of it to go a long way. And that's where good cheese, yes, it costs a little more money. But personally, as a cook at home, when I'm feeding the family or if I've got friends around, I'll always opt for a cheese that's had the time at the beginning, invested in that maturing process, the skills, the the artisan approach to food. That then means that when you put a little bit of it in a dish, it really lifts the whole flavour and does all of the hard work for you, which is always nice having a, a lazy option to to elevate your, your meal with, with rounded loads of flavour. So I'm going to go in and prepare what might seem fairly, a, you know, a simple, humble ploughman's, but with a little twist and the way I present it. I'd very much look forward to tasting this along with a, a nice beer. Okay, so I'm going to be doing a ploughman's, but with some of the best produce that I can find from all over Britain. We've got Lincolnshire poacher at the heart of this. It's a cheese which is fantastic looking. Um, it actually says on the packaging, which I really like, uh, produced in partnership with our beautiful cows. It's very much one of the most premium quality cheeses that you could buy. Um, it's made with unpasteurized cow's milk as well, which is quite an important distinction because it really adds a huge amount of extra flavor and complexity to it. Um, in order to taste the cheese, this is something that I learned from an old uh, master cheese grader, is they use a cheese iron that they insert into a truckle or a wheel of cheese just to pull out a narrow plug that they can then taste and look at how it's maturing and then pop in the end to keep the cheese intact. Um, he told me what to do is to actually squidge it between your fingers just to really warm it up and release all those sort of very special compounds of aroma and then smell it and then you get to taste it. Now this one is lovely and buttery, real creamy texture to it, but with a really complex, almost like sharp lactic tang to it as well. So I really love the flavor of Lincolnshire Poacher. Um, it's gonna be fantastic with the robust flavours that I'm popping on the ploughman's of oak smoked ham. I've got the ham again from 44 Foods. Um, it's Aldington uh, traditional family farming business that uh, basically uses higher welfare um, farming, uh, slowly smoked over oak wood chips, which gives the ham itself a really very, very lovely uh, sort of traditional smoky flavour. It's also lovely to see, you know, bits of fat in that meat, sort of it's, it's a proper ham. And then I've got a whole selection of wonderful condiments that, again, I've ordered um, to go with this cheese. Got a British beer on the side as well. I'm going to be very decadent and take a gigantic slab of Lincolnshire poacher and start with that at the centre of the ploughman's. And now around this, I'm trying to get different textures, different flavours, pops of colour. So I've got some green apple, a good old Granny Smith. I don't generally use this apple in, in much of my cooking, but when it comes to providing a real sharp acidity 
I think it's very difficult to beat a good Granny Smith apple. So I'm just slicing up some of that. And then I've also got, because it's in season right now, really lovely apricot. So a couple of slices of that. And arrange them on the plate. I really like a very rustic looking cheese board, but don't just throw it on, like have a little think. And the way I like to think of it is um, almost as a garnish, you want, you want the plate to link together. So you want to overlap elements on the plate, but also um, have little zones so that someone can easily just dip in and grab a handful. I've got a celery stalk here as well. Again, crunch, amazing flavor. Um, so a few sticks of celery. Again, it's the delicate touch of a haphazard arrangement, which is all intentional. It's kind of one of the most difficult things when you're arranging food on a plate is to make it sort of look as though it's just fallen there perfectly as if by magic. But I do quite a lot of this sort of thing. And the more you practice and take care, the, the better your food looks. I've got some fresh pickled red onion, a generous amount of that because I'm a sucker for a good pickled onion. And a selection of crackers next. Now the crackers I've gone for is a classic uh, biscuit um, from Cottage Delight, and then also some Peter's Yard sourdough crisp breads. So again, variety is key. Like, and a plowman's, you know, you could go just down, get a nice loaf of Hobbs uh, bakery sort of sourdough. So I'm popping a few of these on now, um, spreading them out, arranging the color, I'm seriously starting to get hungry now looking at this. Um, the ham, which is just top quality smoked ham. One gorgeous slice of that, which I'm just going to sort of roll slightly just so that it doesn't sort of just sit flat on the plate. Just gives it a little texture um, and shape. So on that goes. Smells fantastic. And then next, condiments. Now I've been making preserves, chutneys and pickles for a very long time. Um, I picked it up when I was young from my grandpa who always made seasonal chutneys. And this one I've got is, is actually Perfect Plowman's Pickle, which is a bold claim. It's from uh, Tracklemans. And uh, I'm gonna put that to a test, pop it on here. It's great, it looks like a real mixed veg chutney. Lots of deep, rich spices. Probably some brown sugar by the look of it in this recipe. Uh, yeah, we've got muscovado sugar, tomato, dates, sea salt, combination of parsnip, carrot, courgette, turnip and onion. So a really great garden chutney there or pickle. And then a plowman's is never complete without some piccalilli. So it's one of those things, love or hate, but the good thing is if you sat around with some people who don't like it, then it's all the more for you. So on it goes. I'm popping a decent dollop of this pickled cauliflower, tends to be silver skin onions as well, some green beans, some peppers. And again, the reason we're doing this is because we've got such a wonderful, creamy, rich cheese in the Lincolnshire poacher. I want little pops of flavor that can cut through that um, richness with acidity, with sharpness. Um, and then finally, Nuts, <laughs> using nuts on a plowman sounds a bit bonkers, but I really like a good cheese board or a plowman's that has um, a change of texture. And that's where the celery comes in. And these aren't any ordinary nuts, they're extraordinary nuts from Cambrook, uh, baked truffle nuts. A really good selection in here of cashews, 
some pecans and almonds. So just going to dot them around the plate just to tie it together a bit. And that is how easy it is. Oh, a bit of beer as well. Because let's face it, if you've been busy working, you want a nice beer on the side. So we've got a Plowman's with Lincolnshire Poacher at its heart and then all sorts of other goodies from 44 Foods. So we've got that perfect Plowman's pickle, which I can't wait to try, um, some fruit, some nuts, and then a good range of crackers. And that's how you make a decent Plowman's. Now, I'm a strong believer that you eat with your eyes. Food, if it looks appetizing, is all the more tasty. So this Plowman's has taken a moment more just to pop on the plate, um, but it's dead easy meal. And actually the sort of thing that midweek, if you're looking for a yummy, tasty British lunch, then pick a lily, Plowman's pickle, some pink pickled onions, truffled nuts, celery, apple, a uh, little bit of sourdough crisp breads, and then these cheesy crackers along with a light beer on the side. I think for me it's perfect sort of grazing food and you could serve it at a dinner party or just have it in the middle of the day as a, a treat. So this recipe again, the star of the show, bang in the center of this plate is Lincolnshire Poacher. Mm -hmm.